0: Common Sense Recap of the Day's Biggest Stories. It's John Katsimatidis and Cats at Night on 77 WABC. Welcome back to the John Katsimatidis Cats at Night show. On the line for us right now is Nicole Galinas of the Manhattan Institute. She's also a New York Post columnist. And you've been writing up a storm when it comes to subway crime and if people feel safe. Nicole Galinas, do you think we'll ever get back to where we were before the pandemic?
1: We can get back to where we were in terms of ridership and virtually non existent crime on the subway because it's not that we don't know what to do, it's just a matter of political will. We cannot let hundreds of thousands of people every single day jump over the turnstile, enter the system, cause insecurity and crime within the system. But then, once police arrest people, which they've, I have to give the mayor credit, they've been doing a better job over the past few months then the rest of the justice system also has to make sure that there is a penalty for the crimes that you have already committed before you go on to commit murder. I mean, for example, two weeks ago... Police arrested a, a 22-year-old man in a Brooklyn subway uh, for jumping the turnstile, found out he had a loaded gun, and a judge just let him right back out on the street. So, you know, it doesn't <laughs> do any good to make these arrests and <laughs> then let the, continue the cycle.
2: How many people, Nicole, how many people are actually riding the subways? And the last time I talked to somebody at MTA about a month ago, it was like 57%. Is that higher yeah, or lower?
1: basically about the same it's it's sometimes it hits 60 percent on a good day but it's it, it is a very very slow recovery
0: so that guy had uh he jumped the turnstile and he had illegal legal possession of a firearm and he was just let go
1: yeah basically i mean he faces a charge but you know the judge let him go on no you, bail
2: you, faced, uh, the you face you face a charge only bail. if you show up in court
1: yeah, I mean he will, you know, he will most likely show up in court, but se- setting no bail sends a signal that this is not a serious crime, that this is kind of like, you know, if if you were a first-time shoplifter or something, maybe it would be okay to set no bail, but you know, you know someone going into the subway system with an with an illegal loaded gun, is up to no good and to put them right back out there with no, no supervision. I mean, you're, you are just creating the next even more serious crime that the police then have to, to respond to.
0: Nicole, Anthony Weiner, isn't there a a kind of a chicken and egg problem that we have in that the actually the more crowded the streets are, the more crowded the subways are actually crime goes down because there are more people around and people feel generally safer and yet we're having trouble getting people, employers, to send people back to work because they don't feel safe in the subway to begin with. How do you crack this nut? What's the way to kind of end this cycle? I know we all want to reduce crime. We want more police down there. We want more crimes prosecuted. But don't we also need to have business owners say, hey, listen, we need our employees to start showing up at work so that these places are more crowded and they feel safer?
1: Yeah, absolutely, Anthony. You're absolutely right that, that in March of 2020, We had three murders on the subways within a month. We had not seen three murders in a month. I mean, you would have to go back to 1990, but even then, you didn't have three murders in a month. You might have had two in a month. So definitely, when ridership plummeted to almost nothing, the criminal element did not go away. You know, People suffering from severe mental illness that causes them to commit random crimes and people just looking to rob and assault people, continue to stay in the subway system while everybody else left. And so, if you were the only person who had to take the train in April 2020, you were at much greater risk. But the problem is, yeah, you have a chicken-and-egg situation now, where people don't go back because they feel it's unsafe and because they won't come back they help to keep it less safe than it could be. And I think the only way you fix the chicken and egg situation is a much, much more aggressive presence of not only police, but greater uh, efforts for social work, which, again, to the mayor's credit, is working better over the past few weeks. I mean, they've gotten 1,300 homeless people off the subways and also just... Put the summer youth workers in bright T-shirts and have them go down into the subways and greet people and ask if they need directions, ask if they need any help. I mean, if there are not enough people on the subways, you can put civilian workers down there and try to make a crowd until one comes back.
0: And Nicole Galinas, what a lot of people don't realize is that these major crimes, they're the ones that are in the headlines and the papers. We just had Commissioner Bratton on the line before where... Somebody he knew was threatened with a knife and he said, I'll cut off your head. But there was also a recent social media video where a woman, you know, got up uh, after, you know, she was sitting next to a guy, he seemed he creeped her out and then he grabbed her by the back of her head with her hair. And then he was kind of walking up and down uh, in the subway car with her, holding, you know, she was terrified and she's mouthing the words to the cell phone video, please help me. She ended up never reporting it because obviously she's scared, you know, because of the bail reform law. He might find out that
2: she's. They'll turn, if if he gets arrested, they'll turn. Uh, the woman's uh, home address to, to her, her exactly
0: lawyer. so that's why there is all of those incidents and people talk to one another that are also preventing people from getting on the subway
1: right I think you're absolutely right that you don't have to be the victim of a violent crime to be put off by the constant lower level crime and harassment you know if you get on a subway car and there's a disturbed individual at the corner of the car muttering to himself and pacing back and forth most likely he's not going to to commit a violent crime but you have in your head okay this person who just just uh shot uh and killed the person in broad daylight on the subway he was also muttering and pacing so you don't want to be in these uncomfortable situations and so that's why people are staying away from the subway and of course it doesn't help that you know every time i I don't want my kids
2: in the subway nicole
1: yeah, I mean, I, I take the subway, and sometimes it's fine, and sometimes someone makes you really uncomfortable, and that means if I don't have to take it, I will Well, you walk. won't take
2: it alone at 3 o'clock in the morning because definitely no. you're uncomfortable.
1: No, no, I, I, yeah. I, I, and I used to. I mean, I, I wouldn't say 3 o'clock in the morning, but yeah. I would take the subway home at 1 a.m. and not think very much of it. I don't think I would do that today.
2: Nicole Galinas, thank you, Manhattan Institute, and uh, thank you so much for reporting in, and, and we'll talk to you again real soon. And uh, have a great uh, Memorial Day weekend and pray for our, our vets and pray for our soldiers.
1: I will, and I hope all of you do the same.
2: Thank you.